the Art and Industry of Business and Living podcast, discussing conscious choices around business, money, life and living and creating a greater future for you and the planet. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Art and Industry of Business and Living. You are with Simone Millis, your host, and today I am in lovely Istanbul, Turkey. I have the Bosphorus Sea as my amazing, beautiful view with all of these ships going through into the Black Sea. It's it's quite an amazing view. I love this. And I can see the, the bridge of the East meets West bridge. So, But we're leaving here today. We're off to Roma, Italy. And I am here with my lovely and joyful other, Mr. Brennan Watt. Thank you for joining me. You're welcome. I sort of made him. <laughs> she, let's just say she kind of forced me, but that's okay. What are relationships for if you can't be forced into doing things, you know? <laughs> and that's exactly what we want to talk about today. Not about forcing people into doing things, but about relationship. I promised you all that we would have Brendan on here to be talking about relationship done different. And I do have some questions that people sent in. So oh, you do? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, there you go. All you right. didn't know, did you? Right. Boom. So here we go. In relationship, this is questions from other people. In relationship, people often crave intimacy but don't have a roadmap to get there. Where do you start? Well, first of all, I would start with where are you willing and not willing to be intimate with yourself? See, we do this thing of intimacy as though we need another in order to have it. But if you can have it with yourself from the beginning and if you can look at how do I have intimacy with myself then having it with another is easy. Cool. Okay, so what are the five elements of intimacy? Honour, trust, vulnerability, gratitude and... Allowance. Allowance. Yeah, and you know, I personally see allowance as being... It's like the starter. It's like if you start there, because if, you, if you're if you an allowance of everything, then what you can receive is phenomenal because you've spent so long trying to control everything. Well, and so many people have this mixed thing on what intimacy is that once we get in a relationship, we must hold on to that person and be, and that's our level of intimacy with them. It's, but it just, it never works. I mean, it might work for the first few weeks until that needy pull it just becomes a drain on the relationship. So you got to look at, okay, having someone in your life should be adding to it always. If it's not adding to it, you got to look at what do we need to change here? You mentioned something about needy. I just want to talk about that too. We just finished a class here in Istanbul, Turkey, and one of the ladies in the class was saying, you know, help me basically because what she creates is she, you know, sees someone ends up having sex with them and then falls in love with them and becomes like this needy person. And need is one of the most ugliest things in the world. Well, if you're doing need, you've already decided you lack something. So if you're doing need in relationship, somewhere you've decided that you lack something. So you've got to look at it and go, okay, am I doing this relationship so that they can validate who I've decided I can't be? Or am I doing this relationship to add to my life? If it's the first one, you might want to look at, okay, what am I not willing to see that's true about me here? Because if you're doing relationship ever as a way to to validate your lack or a way to hide something from you or a way to, if it's anything that's not about adding to your life, in the long run, it's not going to work. So, Brendan, the next question that someone sent in here was, Brendan, did you have... It's me. 
any resistance to being vulnerable? Me resist? And if so, what did you do to overcome it? Being vulnerable is about having no walls and barriers up to anything. And for me growing up, it was, I was taught that I had to put up walls and barriers in order to protect myself. And also I was taught that vulnerability was a weakness. So I realized that that was all a crock of shit. So I looked at it and went, okay, if I wasn't to put walls and barriers up to this person or to this subject or to this, whatever it was that was going on, how much more could I receive from it? So if you're willing to look at, okay, if I'm not going to put, I'm not going to put walls and barriers up to this, then you'll start to learn that you can receive things from people and from everything that you've never known that you could receive before. We're taught that we need to do everything ourselves, yet if we want to make something happen, yet one thing I've learned is with the vulnerability and not having walls and barriers up to things, a simple request can change anything if you're willing to receive it. So what do you mean by that simple request? Well, if instead of going, okay, my relationship's crap, how do I fix it? If your relationship's not working and you're willing to be vulnerable with that, with that one thing, and don't put walls up to it, don't go, well, it's not working because, but just go, look, this isn't working for me right now, to yourself, you don't say this to somebody else, and just say, okay, what's it going to take to change this? And with that one question and without those walls in place, you will be able to receive a different possibility. You never know how it's going to show up or when it's going to show up, but the universe is a magical place if you're willing to receive from it. So then what you're talking about, that would require a level of vulnerability that most people I see yep. have not been willing to have. Yep. And the question, the end of it was, I think it was, how do you how get do you there? How, do you, how did you overcome it? Well, that's, that was the thing is recognize when you're putting walls up to something. You know, if you're putting wall up, go, all right, I'm putting barriers up here, push them down. It doesn't mean you've got to go all spiritual and, and visualize it in your head. It's just like, okay, you, you'll sense the walls coming up around a topic or around you in order to stay hidden or protect yourself from that topic. Push them down. I'm not doing this anymore. But you've got to make the demand of yourself in order for that to work. And, you know, I was talking to a friend the other day and his kid is, um, is doing really well for himself and he's, he's actually, he wants to act and he's in a, you know, major movie in Hollywood at the, the moment. know the kid, he's just yeah, awesome. Yeah, he's amazing. But the, the funny thing is he's with some of these actors that have been around for years who most people would go, oh, my God, I'm in a room with these people. And he was like, Dad, they're just people. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, and that's, I think, how you have to come across with everything in life. It's like people are just people. It's like how many times do you try and get something right in front of someone because you think everyone else is right and you're wrong. Yeah. It's, it's not true. It's like, hey, one of the most beautiful things in the world, I think, is when you see someone stumble and fall and they get up with a smile on their face and they're like, hey, this is me, you know. Yeah, two-year-old kids. Yeah. It's like you don't see them fall over and then go, oh, my God, I just look like the biggest idiot. They fall over and they get back up again. Well, perfection is a judgment too. So everyone out there who's striving for perfection, not just in relationship but in everything, Good luck. Will you please get over that point of view. Destroy and uncreate it. Time's a godzillion. Right and wrong, good and bad, pock and pot, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Clearing Statement, you can go check out at theclearingstatement.com from Access Consciousness. Brilliant. Okay, so next question is, how do you honour yourself, Brendan, and the other person at the same time? For me to honour myself is about me never giving me up for anyone else because I know that for a lot of us in relationship, we'll cut what we do is we get into a relationship, 
and then we start cutting off our arms and our legs in order to make sure that we're not too much or we won't go beyond what that person has decided we are. So we stay, keep ourselves limited. To honor yourself is to recognize the greatness in you and to not give that up for anyone. To honor the other person is to recognize that they're going to make choices. They're going to choose what they're going to choose. But you got to recognize that's their choice. People oftentimes in relationship, someone will make a choice and the other person will think, well, you made that, you did that against me. It's not about doing it against you. It's about, okay, they made that choice. If you're willing to honor the other person, I mean, we have this thing in Access that there's one of the steps that create a start to a great relationship is you let some, you let them do whatever the hell they want to do and they let you do whatever the hell that you want to do. If you've got that in relationship, then, you, then you're on the road to having the rest of it. Okay, so I'm going to ask you a question. For all the men out there listening who do have uh, ladies in their life who are not willing to have them be that, who are, you know, sort of demanding and want to I'm make sorry. it all about them. <laughs> Been there, done that. <laughs> and make it all about them. Um, what do you advise to them? And what? The lady makes it. Yeah, like, you know, like you, you do get women in relationship who are extremely demanding and they, it's like, almost like they don't, the energy is they're not allowing their husband or their partner to choose what they would like to choose. They're more like, well, what about me? Like that sort of energy. Well, what I would do you say, advise? I would say to the guys out there who have that is the more you resist that, the more it will occur. So what happens is we go, the the partner in our relationship wants everything from us. We resist it and then it makes it a million times harder. If that's the case and you look at, okay, can this person change this? No. What if you make it all about them? Instead of resisting them needing you to make it all about them, make it all about them. But, I mean, you've got to play with these things and see what's going to work with that person. And also, for me, there's a line in the sand. So if it's... Like I'll do whatever it takes to create ease and all of that, but if there's a there's a line, and I'm not even sure where it is, if that's stepped over with anyone that I'm dealing with, then I will not take it. So you you also don't need to sit in the corner and take beatings. It's about recognizing that you'll do what it takes to create ease until it gets to a place where somebody is just taking from you. So like we were talking about before with being in allowance, it's like allowance is not a doormat. It's like you don't sit there definitely and take it. Definitely not a doormat. <laughs> no, allowance is definitely not about taking abuse from somebody. You've got to recognize what actually works for me here. And and this is not just about relationships with someone you're living with or somebody you're having sex with. This is relationships with every single person in your life because everyone you're connected to, you're having a relationship with. So it's recognizing that that you will, you will be an allowance of their choices, but you also will not be a doormat to them, which I did for a long time. Trust me. I mean, before Simone and I were in this relationship, probably 12 months before, I ended a relationship with my son's mother and I was with her for 12 years and it was horrible. It was horrifying. But I realized later on that she was exactly the same person as my father. You know, he was an abusive man. I chose an abusive relationship. Why? Well, one of the reasons was to try and figure it out, but there was many others. But that was all I knew how a relationship could be. It wasn't until I started actually looking at it and seeing it and asking for something greater to show up that it did. And I've got to say, my new little fun saying for my friend Dr. Dane here is, 
is don't look for the why, pock and pod the lie. Yeah. <laughs> because we often so so many times look for the why did I choose this and then you, what are you doing? You're going into judgment. You're going into this like this this episode that just goes around and around and around and around. So don't look for the why. It's like pock and pod the lie, which and is the access consciousness clearing statement. Like how many lies, whose lies and what lies have you created, Have you are you using to create the relationship you are currently choosing? And everything yep. that that is, times a godzillion, we destroy and uncreate it. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. And be grateful for every choice you've made because every choice you've made ever has gotten you to where you are now. The thing with that is if you're grateful for them, when you're grateful for all the choices that you've made, you'll start to see the brilliance in them. For me, you go, well, how, how is choosing a relationship for 12 years that was abusive brilliant? Because it got me to see different things about what would help me to get to where I am today. So you, you, you can't look at the wrongness of your past as if it will somehow change it. If you look at, wow, that was brilliant that I did that because it gave me this awareness. It gave me this knowledge. It gave me this knowing about me. Then you, you're doing a great job, but recognize that you can't stuff anything up. You can only make choices that will create more awareness in your life. So here's the next question, and these are all about the five elements of intimacy. Oh, good. Is um, if you've been in a relationship where there wasn't a lot of trust, which I think we've established that had yes. did occur. <laughs> so yes, how do you start trusting again? Well, you got to start with you, and trust is the recognition that somebody is going to choose what they're going to choose, no matter what. I don't trust anyone thinking, well, I trust them to do the right thing. I trust them to know that they're going to choose what they're going to choose. So if you're with somebody who lies to you all the time, then trust them. Trust that they're going to lie to you all the time. But trust is about knowing. It's not about blind faith. Because in this world, in this reality, trust is about deciding what somebody is and then shutting off all awareness that doesn't match it. So we go in relationship, we go, well, I trust them. I love them. I trust them utterly. And they're in the next room talking behind your back or whatever. And you cannot see that, even if they're doing it in front of your face, you cannot see it because you've already decided that you trust them and they would never do that. And I want to add, just because you've had a bad relationship, (laughs) it doesn't mean you have to have all bad relationships or don't create your relationship now based on the past. I remember when I was first started um, seeing Brendan many years ago and we were lying on the couch watching a movie. and it I was had, fragile. <laughs> and the movie had Cameron Diaz in it and she looked awesome. She looked hot. And I remember turning around to Brennan and go, doesn't Cameron Diaz look hot? And I was like, check out her legs. She's stunning. And Brennan looked at me with this like, I don't really know what to say right now. But then I looked back at him because I was like, it was such an odd energy. I was like, why isn't he commenting like, or, or saying anything? And he had this look on his face like, I don't know what to say now. I really don't know what to say now. And I went, don't you think she's hot? And he was like, yes. No. And then I went, what's going on? He said, oh, Simone, he said, I would have gotten so much trouble for that in my previous relationship. She would have said something like that. And then if I had agreed, it would have been on. Like she would have been like, you know, hounding him going, right, all, all you want to do is have sex with someone like Cameron Diaz or, you know, blah, 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 and going on. Oh, yeah, it would have been World War Three. Totally. I was like, no, no, I'm just in admiration of Cameron Diaz's legs and how stunning she looked and thought I would comment, no trap there. <laughs> so don't base your relationship that you can have on the past that 
that you did create. It's like aligning your future based on the past is not the way to create something greater. And by the way, for people in relationship, I'm going to give you a little hint. People only ever accuse you of what they themselves are doing. <gasps> what do you so mean by that? if you're in a relationship and somebody says, you're always mean to me or something, they've already got the point of view that they're always mean to you. So recognize that if anyone's accusing you of something, they themselves are doing it. I mean, I was when I was in this relationship years and years ago, and she used to always say to me, you, you're cheating on me, you're cheating on me. Found out years later, she was cheating on me. So it was like, that's the, the whole thing is people will only ever accuse you of doing things if they themselves are doing it. Then cool. you can't hide from it though. Okay, so the next question is, you say that gratitude is something we learn. Now, it's easy to be grateful for the positive things, but more challenging when there is an upset. Do you have a tool for times like that? I would say gratitude is not something we learn. I say ungratitude, ungrateful is something that we learn because we come in as grateful and then we learn how not to have it. What was the second part? It's easy to be grateful for the positive things, but more challenging when there is an up upset. Do you have a tool for that? Well, what if it didn't need to be challenging though? Because we have this thing where we go, something doesn't work the way we want it to, so now it's a challenge. What if it was working exactly the way that it needed to be, but it looked completely different to what you've decided it needs to look like? Now, what do I mean? Well, a lot of people go, they'll get a, a bill in the mail and they'll go, oh, gross, the bill, you know, and they don't want to pay it. How much more does that add to your life? How much more will you receive with that point of view rather than, cool, a bill, I'm grateful, I'm making the money, I'll pay it. And if you start having gratitude for everything in your life, then you can see everything for what it truly is rather than what you've decided it needs to be. And what I've noticed with that too, Brandon, is possibilities expand. With everything. Yeah, beyond what you can imagine. Because it's like you if you could work everything out with your logical mind, you'd have everything you ever desired. It's the totally. insane stuff that locks you up. Yeah. So when you do sort of start to like, you know, have these five elements of intimacy, not just with you, not with just with someone else, with the universe. It's like, all right, universe, let's do this yeah. and trust. Well, that means though you've got to give up total control. Of situations. <gasps> oh my goodness. Which, trust me, is not easy because I'm a control freak of magnitude. But no. I also use it to, <laughs> I also use it in places where it will work to my advantage. It's not about controlling the way that things show up. If you're asking for things to show up in your life, you need to recognize that they may not show up the way that you think they're going to. So can you give me an example of how you use it to your advantage in control? Uh, I would say if there's a situation that needs a certain direction that I know that my energy can create that, then I'll control the people involved in order to have it be created the way that I see it needs to be created. So there's a level of manipulation in that too. Yep. Mm -hmm. the big and M sometimes I do it just because I can be an arsehole. <laughs> so the last question here is they've written in saying there's such an ease between you and the way you are together that's referring to you and me yeah and they ask is that allowance yes and that's also recognizing that we don't need anything from the other person it's recognizing that it's it's we're both willing to have that ease with ourselves and in that willing to willingness to have that ease with ourselves we can have it with the other person if you want to create ease in your relationship, you've got to start with you. This, was, this needs to be the first thing if you're looking at creating a different relationship is you've got to recognize every single thing that you're asking for in that relationship needs to start with you. 
And I've got to add to it, no expectations of the other person. No, because as soon as you go to expectation and they cannot fulfill it, then you must, by necessity, separate from them. Well, for example, we travel a lot and we get to travel together, but there's also places that we go, you know, that we're not together. But we never expect the other person to be there. And what I've noticed is we're so grateful when the person does show up and is in the same place. But it's not an expectation. We're totally fine on our own. We don't need the other person to be there. It's just a level of contribution that adds more and creates more ease, Just not in, not just in your body, but in your being and everything that you create. It adds more when that other person is around. Well, you're also not looking for, you're not looking at me as, as an answer an, as an answer and needing to add something or fill a hole in your world that's missing. No pun intended. <laughs> but you're not looking for me to, that there's something missing in your world that I can add. It's not about that. You're you. My energy can contribute to it. I'm me. Your energy can c- contribute to that. That's it. Yeah. I'm not missing anything. No. So, Brennan, I'm so grateful that you came and on here this morning. all of you morning. just went visual about the whole thing, you sickos. <laughs> In Istanbul, Turkey. Yeah. And we're off to Rome today. So, Yay, uh, Rome. Yes. So thank you so much for joining me. If you want to find oh, out welcome, more Simone. about Brendan Watt, you can find him on accessconsciousness.com. You do spell his name as in you Brendan. Can find, no, they've been telling me I've got to send people to brendanwatt.com. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Oh, so, good, because yeah. I forget. brendanwatt.com, B-R-E-N-D-O-N-W-A-T-T.com. And you can also check out more about what I'm up to at simonemillises.com, which is M-I-L-A-S-A-S.com with the Simone in front, which is like yeah. a Simon with an E. So if you're liking these podcasts, please share it with your friends, family, foe, anyone. And it's like what I would desire is to get these podcasts out there, get the tools of access consciousness out there so that we can change the world and start creating with it. Thanks for joining us. You're on the art and industry of business and living with Simone Melissa's live from Istanbul, Turkey. Thank you. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye-bye.